You're listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 545. Legionnaires 3, part 2, From Hell to Eternity. Welcome to episode 545 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am Crisis Kid. I know, I know. That's a that's a lofty there word a white to. Wall behind you. That's a lofty uh, word to use around these parts, but uh, on how many Earths? Oh, all of them, all of them, sir. No, we. Uh, I was away much of the weekend and uh, got back uh, today, and uh, was you know. Helping uh, Jam with, with uh, cook, you know, cooking some stuff for the week, and uh, we realized we're out of lunch stuff for the kids. Oh, and their library books are overdue. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, because I wasn't here to take them back, and so uh, so off I go to the library to take them back, and I stop off and get some groceries, thinking it'll be just a quick in and out trip. But no, they've decided why have two lines when when people can line up for really long at one. And uh, and I wasn't in a position where I could say screw it and just abandon the cart. I've done that before, um, <laughs> and uh, and and so I, I I couldn't do that because quite honestly, the only person it harms is me because then in the morning I've got to go and get stuff for lunches. So yes. um, so uh, so I did that and uh, and, and then, has Canada not been replacing all of their checkout lines with computer robots? Yeah, you know, every place has their self-serves, but, you know, it's uh, um, it, it, it's getting them to all work at the same time that seems to be the challenge. Mm-hmm. And um, there's, you know, it's interesting. There's actually been a bit of a bit more backlash here. Um, and uh, and, and there, there are even a couple of chains that have uh, that have actually um, removed them. Um, which seems oh. awfully expensive, yeah. yeah. But but let me tell you, it's where it's paying off for them is in uh, is in consumer appreciation. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> so it, you know. Anyway, um, yeah. Then got back, and then there was just other stuff to. Well, so yes, crisis kid. Everything was a crisis, but it's all fixed now. I fixed the crisis. You know, it was like I always said when, when you know, when, remember when The Rock did that movie San Andreas? I remember a couple of, a, a friend of mine saying, you know, I'm not going to accept any ending to this movie that isn't The Rock grabs one side of the fault and the other side <laughs> pulls them together. It pulls them together. So that was me today. <laughs> and that is me. Over to you, sir. Hi, everybody. I am Darren Owell, and I guess tonight I'm alarming underwear boy. Oh, my. Oh. All right. Yeah. So when you go buy underwear. Yeah. Tell me tell me about this. Let me take notes. Please do. Because <laughs> you all know straight men don't buy their own underwear. Their significant others buy their underwear. Oh, for no, them. sir. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, As a no, single no, man can confirm, this is false. Uh, you, you, you don't have, like, the big boxers you can fit a family of four into? No, what? sir. Boxer briefs. No. Boxer briefs. Also yeah. boxer briefs. Yeah. I, I'm a boxer brief fan as well. Yeah. In fact, that that's where the story comes from. I went to get new boxer briefs because I'm like, you know, I probably need to like, you know, refresh the collection here. And uh, I got home, and of course, one of them had the little, you know, the color safe tag on the inside that they use for uh-huh. marking them as shoplifted if you try yeah. to take it off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got to drag my butt to the store tomorrow and say, here's my receipt. 
please hmm. take this off of my underwear. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a fun, fun conversation first thing in the morning. <laughs> And and That's as we've it, as we've already discussed, <laughs> avoiding avoiding um, these these uh, trips to a store in the morning, always the thing. best always the best policy. I mean, I'm going to hit someone at 10 a.m. when they open with, "Can you remove this from my underwear, please? I am commando now." That's Just fantastic. to see what's yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. I can't. I hope they've had their coffee. I so. can't. I can't wear this. <laughs> I can't wear this. It puts the bulge in the wrong place, and it's way too small. <laughs> wow. Just trying to think of all the different ways I can bring this. Up. <laughs> so Amazing. Amazing. Over to you, sir. Uh, hey everybody. This is Travis Ellisor, and today I am Dirt Lad. Oh, what he South, sir. Probably not what you're thinking, because uh, <laughs> today while I was doing laundry, I watched The Dirt. Yes, which is the Motley Crue uh, biographic film. It's on Netflix now. Ah, and those guys are idiots. Oh yeah, <laughs> hugely, hugely. I mean, I was never a huge Motley Crue fan by any means. I had friends that were, but man, they. Uh, how any of them are alive is beyond me. Yeah, and and th- that's the thing is like it's it's a it's worth the watch even if you're not a fan. Actually, I think especially if you're not a fan. Seriously, <laughs> it'll confirm everything you thought of them. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I love the book because it was one of those oral histories where you hear the, the same story from multiple points of view. Yeah. And um, and and you you could tell just how messed up they were because it's like the uh, it happened this way. No, it definitely happened this way. I don't even remember how it happened. What happened? And so yeah, yeah. So I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but the um, I, I do uh, I, I do want to see if they handle some of the point of view stuff. Uh, I hear Pete Davidson plays like their label executive, so that that's interesting. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's me. Over to you, Jim. Hey, I am Jim Purcell, and I am this week. I did not expect to cry reading a Spider-Man comic book, no. kid. Okay. Oh, wow. Did you get yeah. married to Mary Jane again? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> 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 so I, I don't know if you guys heard about this uh, new miniseries, uh, Spider-Man Life Story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, I wasn't expecting to buy this book, let alone, like, think it was like the best thing I've read this year so far. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Who's doing yeah. Who's doing it? Who's doing it? So no spoilers. No spoilers. I'll, I'll try to keep it, yeah, really, uh, like, vague. But it, it was uh, Chip. How do you pronounce his oh, last Chip, name? Uh, Chip Zdarsky. Zdarsky. Yes, yes, yes. Zdarsky uh, and, uh, and, and Mark Bagley. Toronto boy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's in the, the premise of the book is that uh, Spider-Man, um, basically it's set in real time. So Spider-Man debuts in 1964, I think, or 62. Mm. Like what, whatever year he was in, in yeah. uh, Amazing yeah. Fantasy 15. Yeah. And so the this first issue takes place in 1966. And... It deals with basically real world events like Vietnam is picking is kicking off. Yeah. And Spider-Man is kind of debating with himself about his role. Should he like uh, should he like uh, uh, volunteer his abilities to the conflict uh, for his country? 
And I won't go any further than that, but there's some, they're just, this is just such a good book. And every issue is going to like cover the next decade. So the next issue is going to cover the seventies. Oh, this sounds um, awesome. It is. And it's going to go, I think it's six, six issues. So it's going to go uh 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. Yeah. Right up to current. And it's going to like have like Spider-Man growing up through all these, uh, the turmoils of our times. And I thought this first issue was heck of an emotional roller coaster. I don't know. I missed it up. It was crazy. I, I got to check this out. This sounds awesome. It is really good. And I do not read a lot of Spider-Man comics. I certainly also don't read a lot of Marvel right now. But I think I think if it keeps up this pace, this book's going to be like one of those important like miniseries like uh, like Superman's Secret Identity or even Marvel's. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, those those yeah. are both both excellent comparisons. That sounds neat. Yeah. All right, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check this out. I have because I I, I um, picked up um, uh, Into the Spider Verse uh, on on Blu-ray. Uh, you know, I I, I yep. saw it twice in the theaters. I've already yep. watched it twice since I got the Blu-ray. I, I, God, I love Did it. Did you see the commentary? Commentary was really. I good. haven't I haven't yet because I I watched the movie myself and then I watched it with the kids and uh-huh. uh, and so I haven't had a chance to really dig in nerdy. Um, but that's next. That's next because I, that's just fantastic. And, uh, and so it, it has kind of given me, a, it energized me, uh, around, uh, around Spider-Man again. And, uh, it's been a while since I've been able to say that. So it's, uh, it's cool. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Well, I recommend this. Cool. Hey, so speaking of Marvel, <laughs> I hear they're going to have a Legion book before DC does. <laughs> <laughs> what's up with that so so apparently uh travis we were talking about it before um and uh they they had they they, they did they announced that uh that uh hickman's gonna be working on uh x-men yes okay so <clears throat> two x-men books that's gonna probably leave him a bit busy for uh writing legion for dc huh yeah, yeah looks like you snooze you lose here yeah oh did cause... you hear that doomsday clock got late again <laughs> wait what <laughs> let me check my watch i'm the sorry guys daylight savings time has occurred so it's <laughs> at least an hour late right stop the presses stop the presses oh wait the presses aren't going because the damn book's late <laughs> are we just collectively like when when, an, when a guy who wants to write the legion agrees and gets uh, like a deal with dc to write and then has to pass on it because mm-hmm. it's taking too freaking long to get to the end point where he can jump in and his thing. Man's got to eat, can we right? Agree that they don't have their crap together now. Yeah. Okay. I want my tinfoil hat secret history Legion comic. Yes. Well, I mean, Michael's yes. not here tonight, but he could write that. He could. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all history. So why he really not? should be consultant on all Legion. Matters. It, it, and, and so, so, <laughs> but so yeah, at least so he is, Writing X Men, which means that he could write, you know, the the uh, the Shi'ar uh, Imperial Guard in there, and um, like, and then Jimbo. and then he would still he would still get to write a quote unquote Legion. Um, <laughs> and if he does not introduce new characters that would like mimic. Like oh, yeah. gates and kinetics <laughs> and such, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and this invisible dude with the with the white streak down his hair. What's up with that? That's new. And he can sometimes teleport, really? 
it, hmm. it's it's embarrassing, and, you know, because they made such a big deal over like posting pictures of him out for lunch with Jim Lee. And uh, and this was going to be their you know part of their big coup like where they brought Bendis over and you know that where 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 you know whither goeth Bendis um, also <laughs> also goeth a whole bunch of other people and that would be really freaking cool you know how cool would it be for them to uh, to bring over a fraction on something and uh, and uh, dare we dream uh, Jason Aaron um, although I don't want anything that takes his time away from. Um, from Southern bastards right now. So, Mm -hmm. so not, maybe not a rush on that one. Um, but you know, he's finishing up his run on Thor. Uh, like anyway, so it just, it seemed, it seemed to me that, that it looked like there was, you know, going to be sort of this, this kind of exodus and sort of a switch around where it's like, yeah, we're going to bring a bunch of these guys over here now and, uh, and, and have them try their hand at it. And, after all the big deal that they made out of the possibility of Hickman, that that they have nothing to show for it, uh huh, is embarrassing. <sighs> it's just ridiculous. Um, exactly. Yeah. So it's absolutely a shame. Yeah. Well, DC apparently is. What was it? They're cutting like ten percent of their output. In the coming months. Well, oh that's yeah, like, oh, and and I that's meant my uh, doomsday clock keeps getting delayed. And, and I did mention ten percent. Yes, that's why. Clock. Yes. Um. Um. The uh, God. What was the um? Sorry, I, I just derailed myself on that because that was funny. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, because I mentioned last. I I, I did put I did uh, put in the news item last week about the um. Five years later, collection. Five years later, collection. Yeah, um, you know well, that was so, weird because I don't think it was ever solicited in Diamond. I think that was just it wasn't. Sellers. I think that was uh, no. It was just it, it. It's you know the thing is before things get announced. One of the thing. One of the things is and and you know having worked in publishing for a number of years, I know that at some point you you want to reserve the ISBN. Right. So, right. So because yeah. because in a lot of cases they run these things through like. Um, um, an accounting system basically where they have to create a number that they bill everything to. So uh-huh. in, in, in publishing, what that is usually is, is you set up an ISBN and then you can basically all the things that get billed against it, you can bill, uh, you know, as far as the printing, as far as what royalties get paid out, all that kind of stuff until it comes out. And so they set those things up when they when they think hey we're going to do this but it doesn't mean that they're 100% going to do this and so a lot of people put so much stock into uh into these things showing up in data feeds on Amazon mm. or or showing up um on um oh god what the what the hell's it called um uh Edelweiss yeah. Edelweiss is 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 a big thing that the that the book publishing uh uh industry uses uh in the US and and so Edelweiss is kind of um it feeds from the same data feeds that Amazon gets and it is it is what gives it, it gives access to all of the other bookstores and um and so they and and so in Edelweiss you can they they can create uh, catalogs and that kind of stuff uh for for their customers to uh, to get pre-orders on stuff so um a lot of that stuff shows up there. And so because people are just more tech savvy these days and, and know stuff like this, they start looking for these things and they put it out there like it's definitely coming out because <clears throat> it says so here. 
These aren't these aren't these aren't in any way official announcements. Right. They are literally just setting stuff up for the the time when we get to do that. So that's why sometimes they go through and sometimes they don't because sometimes at some point during that process they get to they get to the point where they say this isn't really feasible. We thought it was a good idea. We thought maybe we'd uh, we'd be able to get enough on it, and maybe we won't. Or maybe there's something else messed up, like we're changing printers, or um, we can't work out a deal for royalties on this, or or whatever. Mm. And and so these things, you know, or the company says, "Hey, we're going to cut back our output by ten percent." Well, I, I mean, you know, a lot of us love it. And and I, uh, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of the five year later run, but at the end of the day, you know, I'll buy it, and there's a bunch of us that will. But I mean, you know, you go on to um, you go on to the uh, the Legion of Superheroes Facebook group, um, and um, oh, don't do that. Well, hmm. well, no, I mean, what? Go, <laughs> Obviously, obviously, but if you do go over to it, you'll find there there's a lot of there's a lot of ire toward that run, and that's uh, they hate it. Casuals, yeah. and that's kind of what I what I like. Oh, 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 oh hello! <laughs> All I'm saying is Marvel have had like the complete Wolfpack collection, right? A brute force collection. Gotta get that force uh, works. Like everything, and it all sells, and they don't cancel any of it. No, and DC can't make a Legion or Adam Strange or anything come through. Nothing you know but Batman, Adam, Batman, Batman. You're and, and and you're right, and you're right because what they're saying is if it doesn't sell X number of units, it doesn't matter. Whereas Marvel is saying, hey, maybe it only sells a few a few units, but this one sells a bunch of units. This one sells sells a bunch of units. This one sells a bunch uh, a small bunch of units. Add it all together, they sell a whole ton. And not and, only that, and what do they get? Get it available digitally. Yes. And then it sells forever. Yes. Forever. And when you put these things in in uh, in some of the few bookstores that are still around, you get more shelf space. Because right. they're only going to face once for each title. You put out a few of these smaller titles. Yes, they'll be there in smaller amounts. But, you know, everyone's looking for the big swings. And they're not willing to uh, to put their money into the smaller swings that will move. And, as you say, Travis, when you put them in digital, you will move the hell out of it. And it costs you no more. Because your your royalty is a variable cost. It, it, it is a per unit cost. So and that is a back end cost on it, and um, it's 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 such a short sighted view to say, well, if it's not going to sell a hundred thousand units, we're not going to bother. Hundred thousand. It's a, 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 a well, twenty three hundred. Really... Well, but but you know what? You, you here's the thing. So say ten thousand. Okay. So sure, yeah. so they say, okay, oh, the we're gonna run. we're gonna go after ten thousand, right? And um, whereas with some of these other ones, you know, nowadays. You know, it used to be that, oh, well, yeah, you can't print for any less than that. You can't do any less than 10,000. But that that's an old business model. Yeah. That is an old business model. There are printers that you can get that will do small runs. And, uh, and yes, the cost is a little bit higher on that. So it, it but you know what? It, it's called research, people. And uh, Marvel seems to do, Marvel seems to do that really well. My, my hat's off to him on that. Because like you say, like, like freaking Wolfpack. 
They've, they've, yeah. Marvel's been putting out some crazy stuff for their epic collection line. Oh it's, my god, but it's so good. They got yeah, Master of the Kung Fu and they got a new volume of Master of the Kung Fu coming out. Oh, all god. kinds of stuff. And I love, I, 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 I love that say, book. So that's a, that's a, you know, I'm, I, yeah, glad you mentioned that because that, that is a fantastic book. You've got it. You've obviously got a, sh- uh, a Shang Chi uh, versus Karate Kid, Travis, right? Yes. Of course you do. How how early in your collection was it? Uh, second year maybe. Okay, so but so that's a while back. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Because this, 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 uh, this, I'll call it collection and not obsession. Um, because I think I, it's a really fun theme. I love I it. I love. I, I, I love it so much. I mean, the the the. Uh, I I I keep trying to think of what my favorite is, and and Fin Fang Foom's up there. Fin Fang Foom. <laughs> yeah. Fin Fang that one's up there. Um, but that Galactus one blew me away. Um, but uh, so so how long have you been pursuing these? Oh, Lord. Uh, I don't know. I was just looking up the Shang-Chi and I got it in 2011. Mm-hmm. And okay, it looks like I started in 2009. Okay, so almost 10 years. Nice. That's awesome. And I mean, it's such a great collection. And what's your page where people can see these? Uh, it's on comic art fans. You just have to look up my name. Okay. So yeah. And I think people... the actual link is like four, three, three, nine, seven, something like that. <laughs> just do a search for, for, for Travis on comic art fans or, or search karate kid and you'll see a whole bunch of karate kid thing. Fang foom. It'll yeah. Be... Yeah. I, I, I mean, there, there's a ton of them and they are so great it, it's it, it it's all whenever you post a new one it's always a joy um did you ever do karate kid versus keith giffen <laughs> no but i do want one from giffen if i can hey, ever track him down 10th 10th <laughs> anniversary is coming up <laughs> um and Don't speaking of we'll do legion book before dc will uh, seriously <laughs> um travis speaking of of uh of comic art pages uh, you, uh-huh. uh, I, I, we, 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 we went to mention it on on the show the other week, and and uh, totally forgot. What is the the new uh, uh, art art group that you set up? Oh yeah, I set up a little page on the Facebook. Uh, it's called Mostly Comic Art, and uh, I can post a link again to it. But yeah, I'm just posting one piece of art every day: the black and white original versus the published version, and I'm doing. Every kind of title through all of comics history. Very cool. Uh, if you like comic art, go give it a look. Absolutely. Um, hey, speaking of comic art, um, as we have been, um, one of the things I wanted to bring up um, is Mike Grell is doing a Kickstarter. We talked a bit about it a, a couple of weeks about uh, a couple of weeks back, where he's uh, bringing back um, Maggie the Cat, which comes from his John Sable universe. And um, first off, they've they've met their main goal, uh, but they've got stretch goals that include Legion stuff. And um, so, I just want to scroll down to some of these uh, these stretch goals. So it's uh, so ju- you can and you can find this just looking up Kickstarter Kickstarter and Mike Grell, and it'll take you to his Maggie the Cat uh, Kickstarter page. Um, so I'm just gonna look up some of the. Um, um stretch goals here and have they unlocked yet maybe not um 
sorry, I should have actually found the page earlier. Uh, <laughs> right. Let's just do that. Findy thing. L-E-G-I-O-N. Here we go. Okay, so of course they mention that uh, that uh, Mike has done his body of work includes defining runs on Green Arrow, Iron Man, the Legion of Superheroes, Green Lantern, and of course Warlord. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, and the Green Arrow. I mean, he redefined Green Arrow without a doubt. Um, okay, so here we go. Some of the amazing stretch goals. Um, among other things on these stretch goals, and it says the more the more of these goals we hit, the more goodies you get. Uh, Mike Grell's limited edition Legion of Superheroes sketch card set. 14 cards total, all drawn by Mike. Um, and so there's going to be uh, two sets, uh, one in this Kickstarter and one in another. Um, also, uh, his Legion sketchbook, which contains 28 full-figure sketches of the Legion of Superheroes, along with color illustrations. Uh, Grell's Legion is one of legend. This is the first book of a planned series to highlight his epic take on these characters. Iconic art as well as rare and unique pieces are being included in this amazing Legion fan extravaganza. Over 50 pages of art under one cover. Blank pages included in the front and back of the book, uh, which allow you to get original sketches from, uh, from Mike Grell at future appearances to make your copy of this book all the more unique. And, uh, since, and so these ones will be unlocking because... Um, they, you know they 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 reached goal and uh, and so that's exciting and uh, um, it's great to see that even all these years later, <clears throat> uh, you know there's still stuff he's there, there's still stuff he wants to do with the Legion as far as you know yes this is this is just in sketches but um, it's a it's a Mike Grell sketch of of Legionnaires, mm-hmm. I mean let's uh, let's be let's be real, um, it's a, it's a big deal. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a piece of history. Um, so, um, so the stretch goals at, um, when they reach $25,000, everybody above the $50 pledge level gets the Legion of Superheroes tra- uh, trading card set. Um, when, uh, if they get to $50,000, everyone over the 100 level gets uh, the Legion's uh, sketchbook soft cover. And uh, stretch goal number eight, when they um, uh, reach 55,000, that Legion book will come with a signed and numbered book plate. So, so there you go. Um, and they've, they've got some, some sample art here, and it's beautiful. I mean, Grell's a guy that, that you know, I mean, th- as much as his style has, has evolved over the years... You can still see those 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 original sort of elements to it, but uh, but the detail is just incredible. Um, mm. And so, uh, like, there's a an image of this uh, um, wraparound cover that it, that's just stunning. So, uh, well worth uh, well worth your time, people. Take a look at it, uh, Kickstarter.com, and just search for Mike Grell, and uh, and you'll find it. Uh, it's very cool. All right, I guess we should get to a book, huh? <laughs> you want to well it's, it's, it's this book so it's, it's legionnaires no three Harley, right? I'd, I'd much rather talk about the book that that mike grell is going to do all <laughs> uh, right um yeah so we should do that huh um <clears throat> let's see here um so legionnaires three issue number two of four 
Where did we leave off our fine Legionnaires threes? Um, Graham had been kidnapped by our titular villain. Baby napped. Baby napped. Mm. Which makes me both the the Ranzes are a hundred percent on their kids being kidnapped now. Yeah, right. I'm clearly killing it as parents. Totally, <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. So, um, all right. I guess I'll do this one. Okay. Um, that way, I don't have to do the next two. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, it kind of is kind of a downhill from here, kind of a. But I gotta say, this issue has some of my favorite artwork in the series. Because um, I've always said the series looks fantastic. Uh, yep. Yeah, let, let me. Yeah, let me be clear. The artwork in this series is great. I think this is- issue is particularly great, um, even on some of the really simple things. Um, so, um, so you, you know, know let's talk about the writing for a second, honestly. It's not that the writing's bad. This story had to be told. Yep. I, I just don't think it needed four issues because it, it stretches out beyond incredulity about what's going on here. Uh, they could have combined the Cosmic Boy Legionnaires 3 miniseries into one thing mm-hmm. if they had really been thinking about because, it. Because, because that series kind of stretched a little too. Yep. Yeah. They, um, they were desperate for that Legends crossover. Well, and, and that was the thing. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, that was definitely the the, the thing of it. Um, but, you know, I mean, er- Ernie Colon is without peer. Uh, there, there is no doubt about that. And I think that he's just really on fire here. Uh, it's obviously, um, again, obviously. May, may, may I ask a question? Yeah. Sure. What's he, what's he best known for outside of this? Amethyst. Okay. Gotcha. Perhaps yeah. am, perhaps amethyst, but there's you know I mean that and that is honestly um, I'm 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 not I'm not reaching. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, the guys the guys done a lot a lot mm-hmm. of stuff and um, and uh, so you know we would we used to see him a lot uh, you know in in sort of the, those you know it would be like okay the amethyst preview showed up in uh, in this book and in in legion and uh, um, and then he would later go on to have a bit of a connection with legion but yeah i mean cologne's uh, his you know his his work and i i don't have it sort of at my hands at the moment but um, uh, you know it's it, it, he's one of those guys you know he he's he's one of the artists artists and um, yeah, I think the first time I saw his work was Damage Control from Marvel. Oh, I'd forgotten oh, about right. that. Yeah, I had seen people talking about him in conjunction with Damage Control on Twitter recently, like in yeah. the last few months. Yeah. Um. Other other uh you know um bits of of note would be uh, Arak, Son of Thunder, uh, with Roy Thomas, oh. uh, Magnus Robot Fighter. Oh yeah, See, he did he, really good work on that. No, no. Here's the thing, like, and here's the thing to remember, like, you know, I mean, because he's he's 87 now. Um, he was born in 1931, and uh, let's 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 talk a little Ernie Cologne. I'm just trying to delay getting into the issue, really. Um, <laughs> uh, but he started out as as a letterer at Harvey Comics, and used to, and then were used to work uh, as an uncredited artist on titles like Richie Rich, Casper the Friendly Ghost. And then he met Sid Jacobson, who became his his editor. Um, so his first confirmed credited work uh, was in April 1967 
uh, in the two page, he penciled and inked the two page story Kaleidoscope of Fear in Whammo, yes, that Whammo, uh, Giant <laughs> Comics number one. Um, he then he did uh, three issues, and this will be important later, uh, of Gold Key Comics, Dr. Solar, Man of the Atom. Gold key connection is important. Um, and did much work for Warren's black and white horror comics magazines, Creepy, Eerie, and Vampirella, which, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, in 1979, he did the Battlestar Galactica a- uh, adaptation at Marvel Comics. Nice. Um, Battlestar. Yeah, right. And uh, then at DC Comics, he co-created Arax Ara- Out of Thunder with Roy Thomas. Um, and that here it might here here it comes around to Mike Grell again. Uh, Arak was of course introduced in a, in uh, one of those sixteen page inserts in Warlord number forty eight. Um, then two years later, um, they in, in Legion of Superheroes uh, two ninety eight, um, Ameth- the Amethyst Princess of Gem World, which he uh, which he co created with uh, writers Dan Mishkin and Gary Cohn. Uh, uh, that was the 16 page insert. And then it had, then there were like two mini series, right? One of which had a lot of, a lot of collection uh, connections to the Legion where, where Mordru was brought in. And, uh, and that I believe was the second mini series. Um, then he was an editor at DC for, uh, from 82 to 85 overseeing. Sorry. And Paul, you skipped one important issue. What's that? He did. He did the issue of Brave and the Bold, where Batman teamed up with the Legion. Oh, oh, that's yeah. right. Of course, of course. We talked about that when when we did that issue. That's right. Um, and he oversaw titles such as Arion, Lord of Atlantis, uh, The Flash, uh, which would have been uh, around Trial Time, uh, Green Lantern, and Wonder Woman. Uh, he also, you're gonna love this, Darren. Uh, his yeah. other, his other art credits include Grim Ghost for Atlas Seaboard Comics. Grim Ghost, remember? Um, mm-hmm. Airboy for uh, Eclipse Comics, and as uh, Travis mentioned earlier, Magnus Robot Fighter for Valiant, and Damage Control, and more more importantly, perhaps most importantly, Doom twenty ninety nine for Marvel Comics. Yes. 2099 line we remember it well um he also for marvel uh wrote drew colored and lettered the uh 1988 uh, science fiction graphic novel acts and in the late 1980s he penciled a short-lived uh, rocky bullwinkle and rocky series for marvel for their uh, their kids imprint star comics uh then he went back to harvey for a while working on monster in my pocket and ultraman um, <clears throat> and well, Ultraman, Ultraman, like Japanese Ultraman. Probably, I love Ultraman. Sure. <laughs> Ultraman is a Japanese tokusatsu science fiction. Yes, that's the era. That's the Ultraman. Um, and then from uh, 2005 until the tabloid's demise in 2007, he drew the weekly comic strip Spy Cat in the Weekly World News. So along with losing Bat Boy by Danielle Corsetto, we also lost Spy Cat. Um, and um, also Colonna Jacobson created a graphic novel version of the 9-11 Commission Report titled The 9-11 Report, a graphic adaptation. They didn't reach too far with that title, did they? 
<laughs> and um, and then released a follow up after 9/11, America's War on Terror in 2008. Uh, they did a. Um, they also did a um, a graphic biography of Che Guevara, and then. Um, and that was in 2009. In 2010, their next collaboration was Anne Frank, the Anne Frank House authorized graphic biography um, that came out from uh, Ferris Strauss and, and Giroux. Um, and he also um, illustrated the American doc- Documents, Volume 1 by Ruth Ashby. And, and then um, in 2014... And so keep in mind, this is at the age of 82, uh, reunited with writer Dan Mishkin... Um, who you know is one of the creators of uh, of Blue Devil and as we mentioned earlier of Amethyst, and they did um, a, a graphic uh, a novel version of the Warren Commission report, a graphic investigation into the Kennedy assass- assassination. At the age of eighty two, he <laughs> seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so so you know the guy you know the guy he, he doesn't he, he doesn't stop and and he's a stunning artist and. Um, and uh, and and this might be among the least of his accomplishments, but it it's beautiful. Uh, he he just does great work, and he he really collaborated well with Giffen. I found because uh, Giffen would do these layouts, and um, and he would, and and so you can uh, he would do it in such a way that you could see Giffen's um, um, influence in there, but there was also his own personality put in, and that's that's perhaps what I appreciate most about it. And I mean, hey, let's be real. Uh, that we're not going to be seeing. There's not going to be a whole lot more work out of uh, out of Ernie Cologne, so we should enjoy the stuff that we have. And uh, and uh, with this, I, I definitely am. Alrighty, page one from hell to eternity. <laughs> um. So we've got um. Um. Uh, it's interesting the way they frame this, right? Because Imra's thinking, and then we've got a, another conversation happening uh, with uh, Garth on the phone. And um, and she's saying, Graham, no, you can't come over today. Why? Because it's just not a good day. He had no right to take you, says Imra. And meanwhile, uh, um, Garth is saying, Graham's teething, and Imra was up all night with him. Yes, she's exhausted. No, that's not necessary. I'm sending for a Nutridroid later. And then she's thinking, the Time Trapper's feud is with the Legion, with us. No, look, I appreciate the offer, but we really just want to be alone today. Can't you understand that? It's so unfair. We left the Legion to be with you, and now you're gone. And now at this stage, this is pre-curse, right? So they don't know about that. They don't know about their track record here. Um, she says, but we're, we're coming, Graham, all of us. Yes, I know he's your nephew and that you love him too, but believe me, he's not very lovable right now. Me, Daddy, and Uncle Rock, we're going to bring you home, Graham. Oh, yeah? You think a colicky, screaming baby who spits up on you in the middle of the night is easy? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, new, that's, some, new ta- that's some new parents sp- speak, let me tell you. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so she's, she's saying, just be a good boy till we get there. Don't make the time trapper angry. Don't grab his nose. <laughs> Please don't grab his nose. <laughs> For the love of God, don't grab his nose. Um... And since when are you an expert on babies? Somehow I don't think babysitting at the commune for five-year-olds counts. Oh, God, don't let him grab his nose. I'm sorry. When I ask for your help, when I need your help, I'll ask for it. Ah, damn. Garth? Who? Ayla. She was supposed to come over today, remember? I forgot. Me too. I got a little snide with her. Yeah, no shit. 
A little. A little. <laughs> but what else could I do? We have to meet Kaz soon. I feel like a heel. You had no choice. We have no choice. And uh, on the other end, we've got uh, Ayla, like, if you weren't my brother, I'd... And then Block comes in, and that, so now now the humanity comes in. Um, something is wrong, Lightning Last. And she goes, yes, no, I don't know. That was my brother on the phone. He sounded funny. Not himself somehow. All I did was remind him I was coming over to see Graham today, and he went crazy on me. Crazy? Perhaps Dr. Gimmel should be called. What? Oh, no, Block. It's just an expression. I mean... I mean, Gar- Lightning Lad has gone crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not out yeah. of line. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Garth used every possible excuse to stop me from coming, like making a big event out of Graham's teething. It is my understanding that parenthood can be upsetting, especially with a first <laughs> child. Um, but something tells me it's more than that. Garth and Imra could be in real trouble. I do not think so. Lightning Lad and Saturn Girl were experienced legionnaires and our founders. They are, they are aware that we are always here to help them if need be. Still kind of fun, feel kind of funny about that hollow call. Contact him later if you are still worried. Ayla, I am sure your brother will understand. Well, maybe it is just a bad day for Garth. He's entitled, I guess. And I was kind of rude myself. I think I'll wait for Garth to cool down, then I'll call back to apologize. Bye. Goodbye, Lightning Lass. I am happy you are feeling calmer. Uh, yes, Block is the... Uh, is the, um, the I, I gotta say, I really like how he's drawn. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's kind of neat, isn't it? There's a little bit. There's a little plasmus in the in there. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, which I don't mind. I don't mind. You know, it's uh, it's it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting look for sure. Um, calmer block. You still have a lot to learn about humans. I know my brother as well as I know myself. He's my twin. I know when something's bothering him. I just know it. Oh, it's gonna be Legionnaires four any time now. Um, so, uh, uh, Metropolis University, located in the historic Boston sector, uh, MU blends a respect for the past with the visions of the limitless future. Students may pick from over 2,000 majors, raising from a, re, re, uh, ranging from abiogenesis to xenochorology. Oof. Extracurricular sports and activities abound, with Magnoball becoming an obsession every fall. Universities for the universal student. You must realize this is very difficult for me, Rock. The term has barely begun. How in good conscience can I grant you a leave of absence now? If you'd come to me two hours ago, or two weeks ago, I was going to say two hours, wait, what, what? Two weeks ago, something could have been arranged. It was very sudden, sir, and of a highly personal nature. I understand that, Rock, but it's my job to see that the athletic department, department earns its keep. That means winning seasons, Rock, and I was counting on your coaching the Magno Ball team to victory. I know that, sir. And I know I'm putting you in an awkward position, but I mean, really, this is only going to be like four issues worth. <laughs> um, it, and time ever, travel's involved. Yeah, I tomorrow. mean, we could be back here yesterday. So um, never mind. You've never let me down before, Rock. And after all, you are a former legionnaire. I trust your reasons are good, whatever they might be. You've got your leave. Just promise me one thing. Give me the camp championship this year. It's the only way I'll get the dean off my back about this. You got it, coach. And thanks. Rock, you know when you'll be back? No. And if I don't get moving, I'll never leave either. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, Metropolis Heights, the Rand's residence. Won't they be surprised to see me so long since... It's been so long since uh, before Di- Darling Graham was born, or was it... Who, now what? Whoever it is, Garth, we've got to get rid of him. It's getting late. Don't open the door. What if it's Ayla? What if she came anyway? I can find out te- telepathically. Oh, no. My Aunt Imra, of all the times. But then no one ever listened to me except for sweet Imra, but even she would sometimes ignore. That's it. We're getting out of here. Now, come on, through the back way. But Garth, we don't have a back way. We have a window, don't we? 
just like her ever since she was married with that man from Winneth. I knew he hated me, and now darling Nimra does too. I'll show them. This is ridiculous. Do you have any alternatives? But Garth, you know Aunt Imra. She'll call Ayla, and then what? If you're suggesting we go back and let her in, how would you explain the state of our living room or Graham's whereabouts? It's better this way, Imra. Besides, it's time to meet Cause. You can apologize to her when Graham's home. When, Garth? Yes. When? Um, I like that he put a jacket on because, you know, you wouldn't want to go out just in your superhero costume. Um, oh, no. Hold it, Imra. I knew we shouldn't have gone through this neighborhood. B- uh, b- what now? We're already running behind uh, schedule. Jim, the portal lock is stuck again. It's the Allens. I guess I forgot they live in this area of town. It's not your fault, Garth. This is the shortest way to where we're supposed to connect with cause. But what's taking them so long? I don't know, but if we move fast, maybe they won't see us. I almost have it. Ow! Hey, there goes. Huh? Jim, what's the matter with you? Get off my foot. Oh, sorry, Yura. I thought I saw... Ah, never mind. What's with the portal lock? This is getting worse by the minute. Sneaking past your aunt, now our friends. Just think about Graham. I can't stop thinking about him. Emma, what if we're too late? Don't say that. The time trapper wants us, not Graham. He can't be sure what that lunatic wants, Emma. It does, yeah, 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 because, you know, dark side. Isn't he talking about himself now? It's entirely possible. It doesn't matter what I know, uh, or uh, it doesn't matter. I know what I want, Garth. I want my son back, and then I want the trapper's head. Uh, this is the place of the time trapper. It's quiet here, everlastingly quiet. Yes. Um, so uh, he has his little toady there, uh, Otak, and he says, I hear no t- sounds of childish glee from the babe's nursery, Otak. I trust no one is mistreating the lad. N- n- no, master, of course not. I, I figure I figure he's going to sound a bit like um, um, Edward G. Robinson. The young legionnaire is merely sleeping in his crib. He is no legionnaire, Otak, merely in- the innocent spawn of one I seek. And as such, Graham Rands is to be treated well. I do not wish to hear his unhappiness in the middle of the night. Understood? Yes, master. Who would harm a little baby? Uh, the hourglass is still more than half full. Everything... Oh, look Look at the time trapper being an optimist. Um, everything is proceeding smoothly. You have done well, Otak, so far. But now we shall see what the next round will bring. The parents and godfather will soon be arriving. Have an appropriate welcome prepared to them for the Motok. Yes, Rick. I mean, sir. Um, <laughs> and Otok, keep Graham Rand's amused. Uh, certainly, master. Uh, the time at the Time Institute. Um, uh, sorry, we're late, cause, cause, but we had some interference. First, Imra's aunt, then the Allens. I don't know which way. Which one's worse? The aunt. You just breezed by the Allens. Um. Cause maybe you shouldn't come any further. What what we're planning could ruin us. Destroy everything we've worked for. Ah, buddy. Oh, we've always taken care of each other and always will. Let's go bring my godchild home. Excuse me, officer. Is this the way to the synchro lab? Huh? Zap. And um and so uh, Garth makes sure that the guy's okay after he zapped him. He says, I hate this. You realize what'll realize what'll happen if we get caught. We're not gonna get caught. Little magnetism applied just right to the tumbling mechanism, and voila, as Invisible Kid would say, because only Invisible Kid speaks French words. Only. <laughs> voila. Yeah. Oh, 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 voila, oh. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, now comes Sacre the. Har- blue, the time cube. <laughs> uh, now comes the hard part: getting deeper in the, within the complex without being spotted. Nearby. 
Well, I'm going to retire. I'm going to retire early, Cronarch. There's a synchronistic distortion pattern occurring in those black holes, and I want to get a head start in the morning. You work too hard, Vidar. Those patterns will not disappear for centuries. Oh, well, good night. Um, and uh, so he swipes his card, and then he finds um, the uh, founders. And uh, hello, Rond. Good to see you again under the circumstances. How? Why? We need your help, Rond. Desperately. We'll explain as best we can, but we must have your word that it will go no further than this office. And then we go back into uh, Legion headquarters, and Lightlass is uh, trying to reach him, and he's not picking up the phone, and she's not pleased, and she's saying, I knew something was wrong. I just knew it. She is displeased. Yes. Um, Back at the Time Institute. So it seems our services are still appreciated by some, but to fulfill our obligation to our client, we must have a time-traveling device, Rond. I'm sorry, but uh, discretion uh, uh, forbids me from saying anything more, old friend. So how about it, buddy? When can we leave? Uh, yes, uh, let, let me see now. Let make, make sure I got my facts straight. We told you everything, Ron. What's the matter with you? Yes, yes, haven't you have, haven't you? Well, um, Garth made it seem so rational, so blasé. Just another leftover Legion affair. A leftover Legion affair. That's what this is. We were wrong to think we could escape. Wrong to think we could just turn our backs and then walk away from our past. It's too late. So what if we want to be normal? We're not. Never can be. We were fooling ourselves, corrupted by our own invincibility. Or was it me wanting to play mama? Remember anything? Except the terror in Graham's eyes right before. Why can't I recall the way he looks when he's laughing? So sorry, Graham. So sorry. Um, I'm sorry, but I can't help you. I'm not hearing this. What? Let me explain my position here, right here, right now, says uh, Rond. It's very tenuous. A lot of inter-office politics. If I were to risk this right now, it could mean, well, you're asking me to aid in something illegal. I can't condone that, not even for Rex Legionnaires. Besides, all time machines have to be checked out with Cronarch. I couldn't do it alone. My hands are tied. I'm sorry. When did you become such a politician, Rond? Your fancy title's gone right to your fancy head. What happened to the old Ron Vidar? Forget him, boys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Forget him, boys. He's not going to give us what we want. And so, um, um, uh, yeah, Imra kind of, you know, gives him a mental beat down. Uh, I don't like causing him so much pain, but my patience is wearing thin. Don't feel too badly, Imra. You know he'll just have a tremendous headache when he wakes up. Yeah, that concussion will. Yeah, 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 because he thuds to the floor. Um, It's okay. He's a Green Lantern. It's fine. Yes, well, eventually. Um, well, I mean, Levitz knew that now, I think. Did he? Well, he made Universal a Green Lantern. That's true. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, that was way before this. You know, and that yeah, you're right. I guess in that case, it does kind of feel a little of a, a little bit of a uh, a long game he's kind of thing. Trying to like keep the you know yeah yeah he's like a better word. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. Um. And so um, he gets, uh, so Cos uh, puts on a, an image distorter and press of a button. How do I look? Vidar's own mother would be fooled. Um, good. Now let's get moving. And remember, for appearance's sake, Ron's taking the retired legionnaires on a tour. My, the Time Institute has certainly grown, Ron. Yes, and I've become just another bureaucrat. <laughs> uh, don't remind us. I'm picking up interesting thought patterns, uh, thought emanations this way through the Hall of Ages. To the time cube, your first work of genius, Ron. This brings back a lot of memories. Um, Garth and I will go in first. You follow. 
Yes, I understand exactly what you mean. Would you care to take a look around? Just move in slow and natural. No one's notice- noticing us. Why should they yeah. cause? Why should they cause? Who would steal an antiquated thing like this? I knew it was our best bet. I just hope it's still functional. Hey, you. You can't go climbing in there. It's all right, officer. They're, they're uh, with me. I don't care if they're with President Desai. Oh. Oh. Oh, Desai, yes. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Ron's dad's uh, puppet. Um, yep. Officer, they are legionnaires. Surely you don't, you don't think they would break the law. Ex-legionnaires, and they are breaking the law right now. Come on, Mr. Vidar. You, you know the rules. No passes unless signed by Cronarch. Now get your friends out of there. And the uh, time cube cycles up. They're stealing the time cube. Now, officer. Out of my way, Vidar. I'm stopping them. Anyway, I... Whoa! I'm sorry, officer. I can't let you do that. I'll explain when we get back. And he goes running in. If we get back. Hey, you two, wait for me! Mr. Vidar? Can't we stop that thing? It's gone, and they kidnapped Mr. Vidar! You idiot, that was Cosmic Boy. It was? Since when does Vidar have magnetic powers? Who would have thought those three would go bad? Just wait until the Cronarch hears about this. We don't need Ron's body anymore. What? Uh, (laughs) I wonder if this qualifies us for the Legion of Supervillains. What scares me is how easy this criminal life has become. There are extenuating circumstances, Garth. Our reasons may be good, but the law may not be so understanding. They may want to make an example out of us. It's possible, Garth, but right now I'm more worried about the time barrier. What if we can't penetrate it? Could mean a very long time until we see Graham again. Don't say that, Imra. I swear to you on my life, we're breaking through that. Huh? Imra, Rock, look. A gap. A gap in the barrier. Of course, it's an invitation to enter. And a trap. Oh, wait. It's a trap. It's a trap. Oh, no. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> well, let's not disappoint the time trap, but we're going in, and in they go. <clears throat> uh, brace yourselves. If uh, if the readings are right, we're entering the normal space-time continuum again. Oops. Um, we'd better be prepared for more for more than just a bumpy landing. Emma's right. Everything has occurred because uh, occurred because the time trapper has planned it just that way. Those goons sent to take Graham were just diversions, so the t- trapper could kidnap him. And the way the barrier opened up to let us through after years of the Legion trap. Are you sure we're still on Earth? That's what the landing coordinates say. Seems deserted, doesn't it? Sometimes, Kaz, you have a talent for understatement. Not with a whimper, but a bang. Your basic end of the world uh, scenario. My God, this is Weisinger Plaza. I'm scared, <laughs> Garth. I know, sweetheart. I can't face the future either. Come on, you two. It's just a bunch of old buildings. Is it? Headquarters stood for everything we believed in. Look at the insignia. It's our headquarters, Brainiac 5's latest design. Don't you think it's possible this could be the Trapper's version of psychological warfare to throw us off our guard? So someday our headquarters will be rubble. It wasn't that which made the Legion great. It was the people. But where are the people now, Cause Scatter. And they get uh, shot at. Excellent. Now we have them. We have them now. Continue firing. Kablast. Close a damn nuff. <laughs> Take a drink, kids. Yeah. Um, as if, as if you haven't been drinking all the way through this episode yet. <laughs> um, well, we were expecting a trap. Uh, you know, the more I think about the headquarter about headquarters, the matter I get. A blast of magnetism, and the guards repel each other and their weapons. Yeah. Um, Is that how magnets work? 
<laughs> sure. He's, he's repelling the iron in their blood, i.e. Magneto, from the metal in their guns. So yeah, kind of yeah. Yeah, he kind of he kind of broke into that one in uh, in issue two ninety six. Yeah, um, his spotlight story. Yeah, that's where that's where they kind of exp- you know, well, not so much expanded his powers, but just uh, made more interesting the way he uses them. Um, he's moving down the passageway. Let's go. Stop, fella. You're just making it worse for yourself. He's faster than I thought. Where'd he go? There. See that glimmer of light in the passageway? A reflection from a boot buckle. What do you think? Should we charge? I don't like it. Tight, cramped, no room to maneuver. It's too dark. Obviously. Don't like it. Yeah. No, sir. (laughs) Don't like it. Don't like it a bit. Obviously, another lousy trap. I'll scan ahead telepathically. See what I can find. Really? I don't think that's how telepathically works. Well, sure it does. She's, She's trying to find mines out there, right? Yeah, so if she's she triangula- find... triangulating their location. Uh, yeah, but I, I she's got to actually find mines to be looking through. No, and no, no, this is actually how Gator works. This is totally. Legit. Oh, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, I didn't, I didn't realize there was actual science behind it. <laughs> totally. I sent some Dracar Noir nearby. Ah, there you are. There's the game. Is, is that a thing? Right okay. All right. Well, it was in 1990. <laughs> Fair enough. So you're working working on some old uh, on an old manual. I, I haven't been upgraded in a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're right, Garth. They're planning an ambush. Five thought patterns just beyond that corner. And Trapper has little regard for his minions. <gasps> minions. Um, he's allowed them no avenue of escape. Well, that makes it easier for us. Watch. What are you doing, Garth? He's looking for underground conductors, right? Right. There should be a whole system of cables and circuitry running underneath us. All I have to find, do is find the exact pathway and... Hey, easy on that voltage, pal. Sorry, should have warned you. This little stunt takes a lot of energy. And he basically takes them all out. Um, smoke cleared. Let's go. Nah, as a crackle. Yeah. Which has uh, a neat use of his powers. Yeah, but I wanted to drink. <laughs> it is, you know what? It is a great use of his powers. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, and, and that's one of the things... You know, again, I'm trying to seek out the positive in these things mm-hmm. um i like that they did try to find sort of new ways to uh to put them out there uh they made them a small group instead of a legion um they put, put lightning lad in that awesome jacket they, yeah. gave, they gave him an awesome jacket well ahead of its time well ahead of its time um and also, I mean, it forced them to use their powers in more inventive ways yeah because it is just the three of them so yeah exactly um, sorry, I'm, uh, oh dear, all right, I, I, I kind of scrolled back a bunch of pages here, all right, um, where, where's the time trapper, you'd better speak up, that was just a small sample of Lightning Lad's temper, good, greetings from the master, kaboom, take a drink, <laughs> yay, this is a really brutal explosion, it is, like, it, it has wrecked Garth's jacket. Oh, no. yeah. And there are some stains that are never coming out right yeah, there. Yeah. No, not again. Cough, cough. Madmen. They were human bombs. Cough, cough, cough. Can't move too good. Can't move too good. Uh, cough, cough, cough. Can't breathe. Some kind of gasp. Cough, cough. If only uh, they were wearing some kind of transparency. Yes, if only. If only. <laughs> That's uh, the Legion issue only, apparently. Yeah, the Legionnaires have succumbed to the effects of the nerve gas. Have we seen them use flight rings? 
They did fly, I believe. Okay, so they do have their flight rings still. Um, I mean, I, isn't it like a, a president still gets the uh, the yeah. benefit of, of Secret Service protection after? Can't they let ex-legionnaires continue to have a trans suit? True. They could. But they get the flight ring. I think that's what they get. That's fair. And they, they've still got their flight belt and their jetpack, so... Um, <laughs> the, the flight the flight watch. Yeah, exactly. Flight watch. Yes. Um, Legionnaires have succumbed to the effects of the nerve gas. Effective piece of work, don't you think, Otak? Hard to imagine it was formulated and perfected by the primitives of 20th century Earth. Yes, now, Master. Now we all know Otak's going to bite it before the end of this oh, yeah. series, right? We all know that, yeah. right? It's the real brains. Yeah. We will wait a few minute, a moments to allow the atmosphere to clear before entering. No need for us to be uncomfortable. You may retrieve our guests now. However, if there is even one mark found on any of their bodies before I so order it, order it, your whole squad will suffer. Do I make myself clear? Yes, sir. And this always seems weird to me, the time trapper using minions, given that he is like an omnipotent being. Uh, but I think this is kind of the in-between of the... Uh, you know, we'd gone from the controller to this, and um, yeah, it just seems weird that he would use um, an army of guys, like a bunch of henchmen. Mm. Um, I'm content, Otak. All has gone as I wished. Yes, sir. Why do you tremble, Otak? You have nothing to fear from me today. You have pleased me immensely. Thank you, sir. I have never punished you without reason, Otak. You've given me no reason to. Or you have given me no reason. See that your diligence continues while I see that all is prepared for our guests before they arrive at their final destination. The legionnaires see and feel nothing. In silence, they are carried to the waiting, sh waiting ship. In silence, they are loaded into the hold, handled as carefully as prized livestock. The trapper's men remember his warning. The ship takes off on the shore of this... No, um... Um, cutting an ugly gash in the sky, heading into destiny, and leaving an odor heavy with ozone for all the trapper's creatures to pa to ponder. I don't know. I can't understand taking those three alive. It's a saying where I from where I came. 19th century Earth. Heard it often before the master plucked me into this timeless hell. Ours is not to question why, but ours is but to do or die. In other words, mind your own business. I suppose so. Still glad those Mothran cocoons keep whatever is inside in a comatose state. Wonder what the master wants to them anyway. Go ahead and ask. But if I have to, but I have to spend an eternity here, better like this than transformed in one of those poor creatures out there. I just want to keep the master happy. And the trapper is content. And you see him uh, standing next to Graham's crib, looking at the hourglasses sound as sand uh, flows through it. Next issue, and then there were two. And of course, the story was brought to us by Keith Giffen, plot and design, so basically layouts. Uh, Mindy Newell, Dialogue, Ernie Cologne, Penciler, Carl, K Carl Kiesel, Inker. Um, and, yeah, Cologne and Kiesel together. That's uh -huh. a, what a great mix those are, those guys are. And you can see, again, like I say, you can see on certain panels the elements of Giffen's art, of, of Giffen's layouts coming through. And I think in some, in some portions, Cologne leaned into them, and in other portions, added his own thing. And that's what, that's what I really like about it. Anyway, um, yeah, so Trapper is content, and, uh, and so we will see what happens next. Um, mm. 
Mindy Newell says, Legionnaires 3 is a lesson in heroism. It is a story of love and sacrifice, of the love between family and friends, and of the sacrifices that love can drive us to commit. It is a tale of courage, honor, and heart. And you thought the founding members were through being heroes? Uh Uh-uh. Sure, all three wanted to walk away without looking back. They even succeeded for a time. Garth and Emmer moved out of Legion headquarters, as did Cause, and set up housekeeping in independent apartments. Rock took a job in the athletic department of Metropolis University, coaching the Magno Ball team. The Ranzas devoted their time to baby Graham, uh, delighting in their new roles as parents. And perhaps most significant of all, R.J. Brand gave them permission to call him by the diminutive R.J. But once a legionnaire, as this story seems to be proving, always a legionnaire, because it's not simply a matter of having a code name listed on the duty board or wearing a flight ring. It's something more intangible, a quirk of personality that pushes one to go out every day Uh, rain or shine in sickness or health and do one's job which just happens to be a job that doesn't guarantee that the sun will rise the next morning but the fact is that but that fact is incidental to a legionnaire certainly we've seen evidence of this in saturn girl lightning lad and cosmic boy not only in this mindy in this mini mindy series (laughs) it's mindy noah i get it um (laughs) Um, not only in this mini series but in many legion stories dating back to their very first appearance in adventure 247 in that classic adventure, our heroes journey to the Smallville of Superboy's era, not in a time cube, but in a time bubble, <coughs> to invite the Boy of Steel to join their superhero club, if he can pass the membership test. Flying back to the 30th century, Superboy is pitted against each individual legionnaire in a series of three problems, all of which he seemingly fails. However, unknown to the last son of Krypton, Saturn Girl, Lightning Lad, and Cosmic Boy were really testing him for things other than super strength, supervision, and super hearing. All those powers were given, but they weren't enough to guarantee Superboy Legion membership, even though by virtue of those powers, he was the most powerful and indomitable superhero the galaxy had. No, the three were looking for these three intangible marks of heroism. Courage, honor, and heart. Well, we all know that that, uh, Superboy made it into the Legion, but it's interesting to know that Otto Binder, who scripted the story, probably set it up to show off what a great guy Superboy was after all. After all, his courage, honor, and heart were spotlighted. Saturn Girl, Lightning Lad, and Cosmic Boy were simply the instruments used, nothing but plot devices. But their ideas were inherent in the story that wouldn't die. The Superheroes Club set 1,000 years in the future, whose members set humanity and personal integrity above even the most fantastic superpower. Over the years, the Legion grew and grew until the team encompassed a sampling of the galaxy's finest and many uh, many different peoples. The team has always uh, performed so well together because of the collective courage, honor, and commitment. And at the heart of these of this core stood and still stands Saturn Girl, Lightning Lad, and Cosmic Boy. All the above traits mentioned, courage, honor, heart, humanity, personal integrity, have always defined them. They are heroes. Simply, naturally doing what they do because it's the only way they do life. All the legionnaires that have followed them have added bits and pieces of themselves to the club, but in the end have emulated or at least tried to emulate their founders. They were the standard bearers. They were the teachers, without meaning to be, and, and of what it meant to be a hero and a legionnaire. None of them stood in front of a blackboard with pointer and chalk in hand, re- reciting rules and waiting for those rules to be regurgitated back. They taught by setting examples, one of the earliest occurring in Adventure 304. In this class- classic legion story, Lightning Lad died at the hands of Zarya and the Conqueror in order to save Saturn Girl. The cycle was completed in Adventure 312 when Saturn Girl attempted to exchange her life for Garth's. In a bizarre ritual on the planet Korball... Oh. Oh. Uh, Oh. Too late. I'm taking a drink. Yeah. Mm. 
Ah. Um, because it's just a step away from mentioning Lightning Beasts. Uh, the Legionnaires <laughs> uh, participated in a Russian roulette of redemption and revival, trying to bring uh, Lightning Lad back from the dead. Saturn Girl rigged it so that her life would be the one taken. In these stories, courage and heart, love and sacrifice come to the forefront. This set of stories also introduced Ayla, Garth's twin, whom we learned for the first time, was present when Garth received that jolt of electric energy, granting him his powers, and also turning Ayla into lightning lass. It was in Adventure 308 that Ayla took her own path of courage, disguising herself as her brother, living as lightning lad to honor his memory and to allow him to still, in a way, contribute to the Legion. Seems but a one- Sunboy knew she was a yeah. girl. <laughs> Uh, it seems, of course he did. Um, it seems did. once again, the Rand's family, see, it was all there from the beginning. Uh, the Rand's family was doing what had to be done. Cosmic Boy, Rock, now they they say Rock Bryn, um, typo. Uh, Rock Crin has also uh, taught the Legion some, some things about heroism, but quietly. Growing up in Brawl, a planet in an economic depression for years, Cosmic Boy did what he could to help his family survive, including hitting the Magnaball circuit when he was 13. Winning scholarships and prizes, though none of it helped much to support his family. So at the age of 14, officially an adult by Brawl standards, Rock left home uh, to seek employment in industry on Earth, hoping to make enough credits, money, to send home to his family. Rock loved his family, and yet was willing to leave them, maybe for years if need be, to help them. Yet another lesson of heroism inherent in this series brings us back to that line near the beginning of this column. They thought they were through being heroes. And it's a lesson that's really sort of sad. It's the idea that once labeled a hero, your life or lives, as the case may be, will never again be your own. People won't let you fade away, as MacArthur put it, whether they're enemies or friends or just people being gossips. Imra, Garth, and Rock tried to keep their anonymity, but their past caught up with them and their names are now probably everywhere again. But what are the ramifications for the Legionnaires 3? Think of all that's happened and the story is only half over. The Rans' apartment is ruined. Is there insurance for landlords who rent out to ex-legionnaires? The dean of Metropolis University may not agree with Rock's uh, department head about the leave of absence. Emma's relationship with her aunt is on the rocks, and Garth is certainly in trouble with Ayla. What about the rest of the Legion? Will they understand not being called in to help? And worst of all, as far as the science police are concerned, the founding members have committed a number of crimes, culminating in the theft of a time cube. Gee, maybe they are through being heroes. Mindy Newell. So just uh, it's nice to get a little bit of background as to sort of what the process was. Um, and uh, so um, in a couple of weeks, we will get into issue three because we got something cool planned for next week. But uh, uh-huh. and I was going to totally get into it, but I, I don't want to just in case because you never know. No. We, we don't know if it will come to pass or not. Yeah. So, so just a, uh, uh, a light teasing there. Yes. Watch this space. We'll be All talking right. about Doomsday Clock Eleven, right? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Because we're gonna get it. We're gonna steal a time cube and go go check it out. All yeah. right, setting the time cube for twenty twenty five. Um, we got. Don't be silly, Darren. We got to wait for issue ten to come out first. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Anyone else got any thoughts on this issue? I'm still digging it. I I think I agree that it probably didn't need to be four issues, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, just, I, it just stretched out. That's what it did. Again, you know, most of most of my qualms with it come from um, a bit of hindsight, right? Like we know later for the um, you know the, the the time trapper at this time, you know, he was 
kind of like a supervillain boss a, a, a lot. And um, he, he is, is he is. Well, how do I phrase this? He's. I've never seen this particular characterization for him before. Is like some kind of like, like guy with a lot of cronies. It's weird. It's weird, right? But for for this guy who, um, you know, who we saw it, and again, uh, April '86. So we're not far off the death of Superboy, um, where he was definitely shown as a um, more of um, what a. Uh, so okay, so you know we're a year. We're we're again. It's all about hindsight because it it it's still a year before Superboy dies. Obviously, because that's where all this kind of stuff connects in, right? Right. Um, well, I think a time trapper. I think more of like a cosmic level entity. Like yeah, he mani- he's a manipulator. He doesn't really like rely on others except for like like individual like people that he manipulates. But like but, having this like having this whole military complex behind him it's just but they hadn't different. got and i guess the the thing that i'm missing is that we hadn't got there yet um you know that wasn't the, that's not where we were yet so they hadn't started writing him that way and so so that's kind of how what the character evolved to and uh and in my mind i'm looking for it to be retroactively the same which is ridiculous so um right. you know it, of course that, the trapper he you know he changes constantly yeah because you know time uh-huh. changes constantly so the trapper every every incarnation has the explanation of wibbly wobbly time and wimey yeah without a doubt without a doubt <laughs> um and will later end up being you know everybody so yeah um including one of the heroes of this issue hmm. interesting so oh. all right then if that is all then i will wrap this up uh all righty Oh, Wrap no, wait, up. no, wait, yeah. wait. I wait have, I have one what? more thing. What? Day in Legion history. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. He asked us yeah. to remind him. Yes. Yeah. See, I knew I would forget, and sure enough, I did. Um, so let me just... All right, let me just uh, bring that up here. Tra-la-la, tra-la-la. Opening up the little internet-y thingy with the stuff, the internet-ies. Um... Uh, hey, um, Travis, what was that uh, Jerry Ordway thing you heard about? Uh, yeah, I read a Jerry Ordway interview today, and um, it basically covered a lot of his career. And let me pull up the relevant part. I, I found this interesting. Yeah, he was talking about um, back in the eighties. They had asked him. And he's talking about the time right after Crisis. Uh, Jerry Orwell said, As Crisis got closer to the end, DC told me they wanted me to draw either Batman or Superman, which would relaunch soon after. Dick Giordano, then DC executive editor, said he thought I was more of a Superman guy, so he wanted me on Superman's relaunch. In the meantime, would I be interested in drawing another follow-up company crossover? I agreed, so long as I could have story input, and in 1985, Paul Levitz and I started working on Crisis of the Soul, which would be a 12-issue series featuring the DC Universe being quarantined by the alien races because of the danger Earth and its heroes pose to the galaxy. <laughs> I like that. 
Yeah, we met several times, and Paul and I came up with some fun stuff. Trouble was, our editor, Bob Greenberger, was having a lot of trouble getting the other DC editors to cooperate with the project. No. What? Yeah. 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 Shocker. They were all fatigued by the original crisis and resisted having their storylines interrupted again. So it stalled. Then, in late 1985, it shifted to editor Mike Gold, and Paul exited the project. They basically started fresh with new writers, and I was left out of the loop after having been a co-plotter previously. So I quit. It became Legends. Can you imagine a 12 a 12-issue crossover like in 87 right after Crisis on Infinite Earths? They they the creators were fatigued about it. I I can't imagine readers being in for it. Well, I mean Legends was 6. Yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> Oh, was Legends right off the bat there? Yeah, it was like a year yeah. later. Oh, yeah. Well, wait, was Legend Legends was only like a? Did that have? Was that a big intercompany crossover? I thought it was yeah. like six yes. issues. Oh yeah, yeah, it was huge. It set up uh, Justice League, Wonder Woman, Man oh, of Steel, right. Year that's One right. with Batman. That, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty big. That, that Cosmic Boy series came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I was thinking of Millennium. I don't know why. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> what? Best not to think too much about Millennium. What? What? One day, Darren, we've got to do that, you know. I know it's, we it's, really do. It, it's it really our Le- it's our other Legionnaires three. <laughs> I, it really is. Our ratings are going to go down. No, Netflix is going to cancel us. Oh no! <laughs> we might as well be a Marvel show. Oh my! Or or or, or have Rita Moreno uh, with us. Oh, you know I love Rita Moreno. Who doesn't? I know, but they canceled it anyway. Heartless Netflix, heartless. <laughs> Learning from Disney. Oh my! All right, this year or this week in Legion history, fifty-five years ago, um, in nineteen sixty-four, was Adventure Comics three twenty. Um, the uh, more eagle-eyed among you will remember this one, of course, as the issue that I'm trying to uh, to Google right now. Um, (laughs) um, the revenge of the knave from krypton oh yes um and uh and of course uh so this one had um so you know superboy we just we just caught this super spy oh a super spy take a drink but why is he really laughing at you? Ultra Dillinger. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> tell him if you dare. Yeah, see? Take a drink. <laughs> Just seeing that face brings back memories I'd rather forget. Oh my. Um, yes, yeah, so that was uh, Monel uh, along with uh, Superboy on that cover. Um, and of course, had Dev M. Dev M is the super spy. As I should have caught on to right away, um, and uh, so uh, so there's that. Um, Fifty years ago, in uh, March of 19, 1969, Adventure Comics three eighty. Uh, I believe the the significance of this is this brought to an end the uh, Legion's run in uh, in Adventure Comics. It was the Amazing Space Odyssey of the Legion, where we have the dinosaur or lizard creature that's. Uh, that's behind the thing, and and uh, the Legionnaires are looking for Superboy, and there's Superboy's costume, and and he's kind of got a scrap of it in his um, 
in his mouth. Superboy, where are you? Strange. I saw him step around this rock a minute ago. Why doesn't he answer? And I believe it was, if I remember correctly, it was uh, with issue 381 um, that, um, yeah, Supergirl became the, the lead feature. So, so there you go. Uh, so there is some significance there. Um, 35 years ago, 35 years ago. Um, <laughs> oh, this what? one's going to hurt. Yeah, it? it is a little bit. Um, a Legion of Superheroes, 312. Oh. So. Um, that was like the last of the of the uh, Legion of Superhero stories in the regular format, wasn't it? It was just before we got into Tales. We it's got the, into Tales, yeah. It's uh, it's the uh, um, Sun Boy, Science Police Officer, Element Lad. You're under arrest. Good cop, bad cop. I have to go explain to the president of Earth that unless we pay a million credit ransom, the guy who blew up SP headquarters says she'll be dead at noon. And um, so there's that. Um, 30 years ago, well, we had L-E-G-I-O-N, 89, because it was 1989. Um, Number four. Um, The significance there... You might ask, and I'm sure that's exactly what you are all asking as I wait for this to work, Um, is Lobo (laughs) holding the Durlin at gunpoint saying, buy this book or I'll shoot this uh, guy? Um, Appearing in, the Godfather pulls the strings. Mm. Um, Yes. So there we go. Uh, After Vrildox returns power to Kalu, Lobo tracks down Garen Beck. After a battle with Legion, Lobo receives an offer from Vril. Um, and ten years ago, that's right, <laughs> a mere ten years ago. So not like twenty years ago, not but five ten. years ago, but but yeah, in fact ten. ten. Just the ten. Yeah, it was uh, Superman six hundred eighty six, and of course that um, was called Yesterday and Tomorrow. And it featured uh, Monel and the Guardian, a world without Superman. You must be Jimmy Olsen. I am Monel. Superman told me to give you this. It's attuned to my hearing, and now I am just a signal watch away. Um, so there we have it. Um, so this was when uh, Superman left the planet Earth to take care of business on New Krypton, leaving Monel in charge of protecting Metropolis. Superman provides him with a signal watch to give to Jimmy Olsen should he ever need the, need him. Uh, the gar- he also asked the Guardian and uh, John Henry Irons to look after him. Monel is virtuous but not entirely familiar with the intricacies of superheroing. He gets into a battle with Rampage and flies her a mile into the air, whereupon he drops her to the ground without any real knowledge as to whether she will survive the fall or not. Uh-huh. Guardian addresses Monel and decides to give him a secret identity, Jonathan Kent. As Kent, Monel joins the Metropolis Science Police. Monel meets Bill Harper, or Billy Harper, sorry, the niece of the original Guardian, James Harper. And uh, so, so there we go. So, um, some some neat uh, some neat stuff uh, this week in Legion history. Very cool. All right, let's wrap this up. Indeed. Comments as always are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasts at gmail.com. 
You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into our stolen time cube and make our way back to the 20th century. And we will see you all next week. Happy drinking! Happy drinking!